the spectral knockout. The last place in the world one might expect to encounter a ghost is in the prize ring. Yet, the following incident actually took place. Only the names and places have been changed. Several weeks before his scheduled bout with champion Don Bross, contender Matt Lentz was taking an evening stroll along a path above a rocky cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. He was worried about the fight. He knew that if he didn't win this time, he would never be given another chance at the title, not at least while Bross held it. What bothered him the most, however, was the fact that he needed more training time and knew he would not be able to get it. It's easy to imagine Lent's shock when he encountered the very man who stood between himself and the title, Don Bross. Hey, called the champion cheerfully. What are you doing here? I didn't think I'd see you for another three weeks. Lentz shrugged and grinned. The same thing as you, I guess. With that, the two men fell to talking, when suddenly, without warning, Lentz lashed out with a vicious punch to the unsuspecting champion's jaw. As Bross staggered back, dazed by the blow, Lentz followed through with several more. Then, with a powerful kick in the abdomen, he forced Bross over the edge of the cliff. If the body were ever found, the pounding it would have taken from the surf against the rocks would conceal any evidence that he had been beaten and murdered. Satisfied that he had committed the perfect crime, Lentz brushed himself off and smugly returned to his hotel. When the body of Don Bross was found a few days later, the outcome was exactly as Lentz had anticipated. It was so badly battered that the verdict of the coroner's jury was accidental death. Under the circumstances, a new opponent had to be found for the championship fight, and Ted Stephen was selected. It was still to be a championship bout, for, with the death of Bross, the two top men in that class were now Lentz and Stephen. Lentz was confident, more confident than he had been before, because he was a much more experienced boxer, and he was certain that he could win. Naturally, the bout drew a record crowd. All the fight fans on the West Coast, and a number from other parts of the country, came to see what had been predicted as a top-drawer sports event. In the first round, Stephen was knocked down twice, and both times he got up at the count of five. He recovered in the second and third rounds and managed to remain on his feet, but Lentz was inflicting heavy punishment on him, and by the sixth round, it became quite clear that if there were not a knockout soon, the referee would have to stop the fight. Stephen definitely would never last for the full fifteen rounds. Lentz came out at the beginning of the seventh with every intention of throwing the knockout punch that would win him the championship. He knew he probably had the fight already, on points, but he was determined to have his knockout. In less than two minutes, he had Stephen on the ropes. Then a fantastic thing happened. Lentz staggered back with a look of utter horror on his face. Then as Stephen lurched toward him, his head went back as if struck by the punch of the sentry. After that, he doubled up and fell to the canvas in a heap. After the count of ten, he was still out, and Ted Stephen was declared the new world champion. But Ted Stephen knew that he had not laid a glove on Lentz before he went down. The referee knew it, too. Both of them had seen the disembodied bare arm deliver the two final blows, then disappear from sight. Lentz had seen it, too, just before he was hit. It took its toll on him, for when he recovered sufficiently to talk, he was still in a state of shock. He confessed to having murdered Don Bross, and two weeks later, he died of injuries directly related to the spectral punch 
delivered by the ghost of the man he had killed.